The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is Bloomberg Business of Sports. The world's changing. And what are things we can do to, to transform our business and engage our fans globally in different ways? People are using their name and likeness to create more opportunities, more stakes in companies. In order to turn the organization around, we had to turn it around not only just on the baseball operations side, but on the business operations side. Football and any other sport is very difficult, but I like to broaden my horizons and be able to expand sports. You need to be consumed live. And that's a big competitive advantage for intellectual property holders of sports content in the media landscape. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Michael Barr. And I'm Mike Lynch. And I'm Scarlett Fu. And this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday for you talking about some of the biggest business news in sports. First, let's talk about the biggest name in sports right now, Tom Brady. He came back, Lynchy, to Foxborough, and as a Tampa Bay quarterback, he beat his old team, the Patriots, 1917. <laughs> but what's more important is that all the business that he brought to <laughs> Gillette Stadium, Scarlett and Lynchy, my goodness, it, it an average ticket for the game shot up to like about $1,000. Not to mention advertising, right? There was a Patriots fan who bought a billboard on Route 1 that basically blamed Bill Belichick for pushing Tom Brady out the door. People, um, and Lynchy, correct me if I'm wrong, they drive by this billboard on their way to Gillette Stadium, and yep. the the billboard said, the owl is no longer wise without his goat, and it was signed by a self-proclaimed superfan, Jake in Boston, who I guess is known for calling into sports radio. Well, um, you know... There's a new book, ironically, coming out uh, next uh, Sunday, I think it is, or Monday, by Seth Wickersham, and uh, it sort of um, contradicts the book, the great book, The Dynasty, written by Jeff Benedict, um, that, you know, it, it was a mutual decision. Um, it really wasn't a mutual decision. Tom Brady had had enough and wanted out, and it was time for a change of scenery. Um, he never got a long-term contract extension. He had... Um, basically restructured his contract three or four times so the Patriots could retain players or go out and sign free agents. And But last night, you know, you want to sum up last night? I think everybody was a winner. I think Belichick won. I think Mac Jones won. I think Brady won. I think the fans won. And I think everybody associated with any type of business within 100 miles of that stadium <laughs> won. I know some people from uh, up here in north of Boston that stayed down in Providence in the same hotel with, uh, with, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, every hotel, every restaurant banged out for days. People made a whole weekend out of this thing. And I think the game lived up to all the hype as well. Now, I got to explain something. If you hear wind as <laughs> Lynchy is talking right now, this is because as we are doing this podcast, Lynchy is playing a scramble on the golf course. And which is he just made a birdie, by the way, folks. Give it to him. Give it up. I'll applaud. There you go. That's for you. Well, I'm about to hit on a par three right now. Let me tell you, this show is the business of sports. 
So I have Bill Pettengill, who was one of the winningest baseball coach, high school baseball coaches in the history of Massachusetts with us. And we have Marianne Clancy, the senior vice president of a bank. So we've got Ooh. sports and we've got banking. And then we have me. <laughs> well, Excellent well, combination. All right, so hold, I'm going to put the phone down right now, and I'm going to 155-yard hole, and let's see what happens, all right? We're live, we're live on Bloomberg right now. Mike Lynch is at the tee, and he's going for a 150-yard hole in one. Uh, well, I've seen better shots. <laughs> Put it that way. That that didn't sound like, yeah, that no. wasn't a Tiger Woods. Yeah, that was like, oh, no. lordy. The, the gallery did not respond very well to that one. I almost wanted to shout <laughs> ooga booga, ooga booga as you were like ready to tee it off just to, to mess with you. Uh, as long well, as you don't look like Happy Gilmore, right? <laughs> <laughs> did you, what, what was that? Was that a, a six iron or a seven iron? What was it? No, I hit a uh, four rescue club, 158 yards, and I'm a little short and a little bit right. It's kind of like Scott Norwood, wide right. <laughs> uh, that was pretty much, except it was wide left for the game because New England had a chance to win that game last night, except uh, it, it plunked off the upright, and that's how they pretty much lost it. But you said something else, Lynchy, and that is, I wonder if the media has made too much of Belichick and Brady and all never, this. Never, never. Yeah, the media never. is hungry for some soap opera, and this was the soap opera that kept giving. I mean, people are talking about the picture that uh, the Bucks published of uh, Tom Brady talking with the owner of the New England, New England Patriots, Robert Kraft, before the game. And, of course, people are going read to into, read into that all they want. And apparently after the game, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady met privately as well. I mean, this is all fodder for um, sports radio discussions for the next couple of days. One thing I just noticed is that uh, Tom Brady is, of course, moving on in terms of life outside of football as well, right? He has embarked on a fashion uh, career. He's launched a fashion line called Brady. Uh, it actually will debut in December. It's active wear and training clothes. Being in Tampa Bay, being in Florida to do that, probably a better bet than being in New England. And I have to admit, that handsome lug looks good when he's showing off those clothes. You think? I've, yeah. <laughs> I think Giselle is like, all right, now I'll give you some tips here. Yeah, there's there. some Giselle influence there for sure. You know, there was a spot, I mean, there was a time during the game where I think three successive spots ran with Tom Brady starring in them. One was a Subway commercial. One was a uh, cryptocurrency commercial, and I, 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 I'm trying to think what the third commercial was. And it he doesn't was even matter what it was. It's just Tom Brady. Like that's yeah. that's the that's the product. They well, I think the business of Tom Brady is, has flourished since he left New England. I yes. don't know if he felt like he was uh, he would Belichick would frown upon it, or it would look, appear as if he was spending too much time away from football. But he's a different guy. You know, I know I've known him for since the day he walked in here. In the, in the year 2000, and he's a different guy. He, he can exhale now, something right. he wasn't able to do. Spread his wings there. and really lean yep. into um, what his name, uh, monetizing his yep. name. Before we move yep. on, it, I have to ask about Brady, because when they asked him, they said, is this your last visit to oh, Foxborough? Yeah. That's a good point. And, um, and he was kind of vague about it. Usually it was like, you know, <laughs> I'm this and that. No, he said, well, we'll see what the future holds. What do you guys think? Well, he did say that I'll be back up here in New England uh, when my playing days are over. Uh, they won't be scheduled to play Tampa Bay for another four years. The only way they could meet Tampa Bay now is in the Super Bowl, uh, which I think appears probably not likely for the Patriots, but you never know. I, I think but it's But I was over. surprised. I thought he, I, 
I think he may like his kids to go to school in New England. I think that's why you may be seeing a lot of them up here when they retire. Interesting. Yeah. Could, could he get something in the front office? <laughs> could be maybe part ownership. Uh, oh. Now, there you go. Just the soap opera continues. <laughs> stirring the pot. There you go. Dangling uh, a carrot. That's all. Just dangling a carrot. Uh, this next story, though, it, I, I, I am just... I'm kind of. And by the way, before you hear, yeah, we we are on the we are on the flight path, literally, of Pease Air it. Force Base up oh in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. That's a in, in air, that's a Air Force transport plane. It just flew about ten feet over our head. How can you concentrate? <laughs> you can't. Okay. <laughs> Business of sports. <laughs> uh, this next story. This this one is very serious, and this one I, I'm, I'm living about, and it involves the uh, the, the women's soccer league, and. I, I, The National Women's Soccer League and still all of the junk that's got to go through, there are allegations of uh, abusive behavior and sexual misconduct. Former acting Attorney General Sally Yates, Scarlett, she's going to lead an investigation into this. Good. It's about time. I mean, the the league had a moment of reckoning. Uh, Two coaches, two were fired last week. And if you spread that out to the past three months, three coaches were fired. That's 40% of the league's heads, head coaches for, for different reasons. But um, the two that we're talking about last week, uh, personal threats, personal insults, uh, sexual harassment, sexual misconduct, coercing a player on his team into sex. Apparently, the guy has a bit of a track record as well. Uh, the commissioner also was forced to step down as well. Uh, Lisa Baird apparently... Seemed to stand by, didn't commit to to making any changes, said that they would look into it. She goes down as well. The players asked the league to cancel all five weekend games in protest mm. of what was happening. Um, by doing so, they evaded a boycott, which they're not allowed to do per their collective bargaining agreement. So hopefully there's changes afoot. But this is, this is a massive earthquake for the league. I, I'm just going to ask the blunt question, which everybody should be thinking. Lynchy, what the hell is going on here? Well, you know, thank goodness for social media and the world we live in today. Uh, if this was, you know, 1978, we'd never hear about it. 1998, we'd never hear about it. You know, thank goodness. Uh, this is just, just it's deplorable. Uh, there's no other word for it. And um, I think a lot of people are aghast, but I don't think a lot of people are stunned by it. That's that's the perfect way to put it. I think we're all horrified by it, but is it that surprising? No, not necessarily. And this isn't a league where if you're not a World Cup winner like um, Alex Morgan, Carly Lloyd, Megan Rapinoe, then you might be making, what, $31,000 or less, certainly not a livable wage. And we already know that women in professional sports leagues, um, they don't have anywhere the lives or the livelihoods that, that – the men's league offers them, right? Employment's not as stable. Uh, the executive decisions uh, are in the hands of a lot of men uh, who own, operate, and coach the teams. And we're kind of seeing the fallout here. Well, I, I just, I have to ask, in, in being blunt to some of the men out there, do you get it? Do you understand? Do you understand this is, one, a business, two, it's a job, three, yes, it is a sport, but four, what, what happened to decency? What what happened here? Well, hopefully we can reclaim it someday, uh, Michael. Yeah. But this is just uh, it's just a deplorable just a deplorable story. I'm, I'm a father of three daughters. I'm obviously very sensitive to any of these stories when they pop up, and 
and I'm, you know, it's 2021. Let's go, people. Let's go. I agree. It, on, let's on a happier note. How's yeah. your golf game going so far? <laughs> um, you know, our team is doing well. We're we're, uh, I think, three under par, and uh, everyone else has four people on their team. One of our uh, team members uh, could not make it, so one of us is getting getting an extra shot in every uh, every hole. But I'll tell you, uh, Coach Pettengill and and Mariana carrying me out here, and uh, like you people carry me on the Bloomberg Business of Sports. Yeah, I'm just along for the ride. Right, only only a dude that's been in TV sports for dang on 40 years. I I don't know, just I <laughs> you know. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> uh, this has been the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursdays. I'm Michael Barr. You can follow me at Twitter at Big Bar Sports. And I'm Mike Lynch, trying to straighten out my golf game. Thanks, everyone, for putting up with me today out here with the wind and the planes and everything else. You can follow me at LynchyWCVB. I'm Scarlett Fu. I'm at Scarlett Fu. And I'm going to have to try to pull a Lynchy next time and, and do this this uh, show from another location, on scene somewhere. Can I mean, you I don't do it know, at, I don't the know. Ice, at the ice rink? Could do it on the ice rink, although you know the timing's not great. You know, we'll we'll figure this out though. That the the audio <laughs> dynamics are, are not very good. The acoustics. <laughs> uh, it's not quite the same as the wind blowing behind Mike Lynch. <laughs> and you can follow me at uh, any checkerboard that's around there. That's there you the best go. I can do. Uh, by the way, you can download this podcast, Apple Podcast, or just download it wherever you get your podcast. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.